0: Hello everyone, this is Bola from CleverGirlFinance.com and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. So today's episode is a little different as my guest and I are talking about weddings. And a wedding planning episode is something I've been asked to do a number of times on this podcast and here it is finally. So my guest today is another one of my finance friends. Her name is Maggie Germano. She's a certified financial education instructor. She's a money coach and also the founder of MaggieGermano.com. And she is in the process of planning her own wedding as she just recently got engaged. On this episode, we had a great conversation where we exchanged notes on her experience so far with planning her own wedding. And I shared my retrospect on basically my experience planning my own wedding several years ago. And if I could go back in time to when I was planning my wedding, this would have been excellent advice to help me get through the process. We talked about things like sticking to your wedding budget, maintaining your sanity while planning your wedding because it can get crazy, what's worth spending money on and what isn't, how to avoid conflict with your significant other and so much more. And there was a lot of laughing on my part. But before we dive into the episode, do you follow Clever Girl Finance on Instagram? Well, if you don't, you should just search Clever Girl Finance on the app and you will find me. And I would also love for you to subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes or Stitcher. You can also listen to episodes on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel and please leave a review and tell a friend about the podcast so other people can find it. And finally, stop by clevergirlfinance.com, check out all the awesome new content I have on there and subscribe there too. And check out my accountability program at clevergirlfinanceacademy.com if you need some help getting your finances in order and you want to join a group of amazing women doing the same thing. So let's get into today's episode with Maggie, where we talked about all things wedding planning. So welcome to the podcast, Maggie. I am so excited to have you on to talk about all things weddings.
1: <laughs> Thank you
0: for having me. <laughs> but before we dive in, I want you to tell the listeners who you are, what you do, a brief introduction.
1: Yeah, great. So um, so I'm a certified financial educator and financial coach for women. Um, my mission is to give women the tools and support that they need to take control of their money so that they can live the life that they deserve.
0: And so as a certified financial educator, as a money coach, you're planning your wedding and Mm -hmm. in this process, you're basically living out or practicing out (laughs) everything that you teach women, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's tough.
0: (laughs) So tell us a little bit about how far along with you or how far along are you um, in your wedding planning process and how
1: far away is your wedding? Um, so I just got engaged, uh, like a month and a half ago Woo-hoo! and our, Congrats. yeah, <laughs> thank you. Exciting. Um, it is exciting. Uh, and the wedding isn't for another like 13 months. It's next November. Okay. Um, so we have quite a bit of time and we're still early on in the process, but we've still thought a lot about it already.
0: Yeah. And I mean, weddings are very expensive, so you, you definitely have to plan ahead. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got married almost A year to the date I got engaged. Uh And in between that, we had a traditional Nigerian wedding at six months.
1: Well, six oh, okay. months,
0: kind of like maybe seven months. And then we had a white wedding, a Christian wedding at the 12 month mark. So we had two weddings that we were planning, which was crazy. So
1: <laughs> I can't imagine.
0: <laughs> so weddings are expensive. You're probably realizing that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I wanted to find out what are the, the dynamics around um, who's paying for your wedding? So is it you and your fiance? Are you getting help from your parents or other family members? How are you guys paying for your wedding? And if you don't mind uh, answering, are you guys working with a fixed budget? Mm, I'm assuming yes. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, so yeah, it's a little complicated or it feels kind of complicated right now. Um, so my fiance and I are planning on paying for the whole wedding. And the reason that we're kind of able to do that right now is I, I actually received like a a settlement for an injury this summer. So I was able to put some of that money aside, which I don't, now that I'm like starting to add up costs, I'm not sure how, if we could have gotten married in a year. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, um, we're planning on talking to our parents and asking them if there's anything that they want to help on, or if there's anything that means a lot to them that they would like to contribute, um, on. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, we're planning on paying for it ourselves. Um, and as far as the fixed budget part, um, <laughs> I was a little, yeah, I was a little, um, I think naive in my (laughs) expectations of the cost. I was like, Oh, like I'll just set aside this amount and it'll be perfectly fine. It'll cover everything. Um, and, uh, for what we actually want and we're, we're going for kind of not even a big wedding, not like crazy fancy or anything, but it's still more expensive than I expected. And so there's this one number that I, envisioned and hoped for but now I'm I think that there's going to be a little bit of a buffer added on to that as we get further in the process so yeah
0: and that makes total sense because I remember when I was planning my wedding we kind of had a fixed budget and it just didn't work out and not not, not because I wasn't trying to stay on budget but because I guess family dynamics so I have a small-ish family but my husband has a big family and you know, parent dynamics. um, our parents helped to pay for um, our wedding. My parents paid for the t- traditional wedding. And so it's like, well, we're paying. so we're going to invite these people. And then uh-huh. the white wedding we they they helped pay, but then we also paid part of it. And it's kind of like by them inviting their own friends, it added complexity to our cost from our side of things. <laughs> so I understand, you know, the budget can can be difficult, but I think it's it's planning in advance, right? And trying your best <laughs> to stick <Yeah>. to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So
0: how are you guys planning out your, your wedding budget? What exactly are you guys paying for? You know, are you guys, what are your big items and what are the items that you're just not going to deal with? You're just putting them on the, on the back burner because you're like, you know what, I don't really want that or it's not priority.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Cause I actually think that's really, really important. Um, the more that I'm learning, about the wedding industry and the expectations of you and the things that are sort of thrown at you. I think it's really, really, really important to prioritize what actually means the most to you and then not really worry about the rest. Um, and we're figuring that out. Um, so we're trying, we're communicating as much as possible. And, and like I said, we're pretty early on, so, um, I'm sure this will get more complicated and deeper as we go. Um, but the biggest expense so far, I think, is going to be the actual venue. Mm-hmm. Um, we just we fell in love with this place. It's a vineyard with a barn, this beautiful barn and this beautiful land. And we went there because they do wine tastings. And we just, like, went there a year and a half ago. And when we were like, hey, like, if we get engaged, we should definitely get married here. Um, and so for me, that wasn't really negotiable. Um, and so we went with that. And that is definitely the biggest expense right now, although we did get a quote from a caterer a couple weeks ago and it was the most outrageous thing. I was just like, maybe we should elope. Is this what people really (laughs) expect you to pay for things? It was double like the budget I even wanted for the whole wedding was what they quoted us for the food. And I just didn't even know what to do. But, um, so we're not going with that caterer We're (laughs) we're going to find, um, we're like looking into like maybe a food truck or like, you know, uh brick oven pizza and making it kind of fun for a, a smaller price. But I'm sure that'll still add up. Um, but so I think right now, yeah, the venue and the food is going to be the biggest piece.
0: A food truck sounds like an awesome idea. Your guests will love it.
1: That's what I think, right? <laughs> Instead of just the standard fare, just do something fun and different that every pretty much everyone likes pizza. So yeah. <laughs> pizza at a wedding. That'll be fun. Exactly.
0: So I remember vividly... Um, after our wedding, my husband and I we went out to lunch or something, and we're sitting down and we're just going over how much we spent on our wedding. And I was like, you know what? We should have just eloped. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> we both come from families where it's like, if you elope, we disown you.
1: <laughs> yep, that sounds. I feel like that would be the response of my my mother at least.
0: <laughs> and so for us, the biggest expense for the traditional wedding, my parents paid for that. So I don't know what their expenses were. I just all I knew was that I had to show up and smile, um, mm-hmm. the white wedding, our biggest expense was by far the catering. That was mm-hmm. because we had 300 guests. And, oh, wow. yeah. Um, yeah, we had a big wedding. Thanks mom and dad for all your <laughs> friends. <laughs> 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 we had a big wedding, 300 people. And um, catering, the food is expensive. Food is very expensive, especially when you start thinking about paying per head. So if I were to give anybody advice, I would say buffet or food yeah. truck or pizza those are fun mm-hmm. ideas right and it also depends on a lot of venues like you mentioned require you to use their own caterer and sometimes you get so caught up in a venue and you forget the fact that you're going to have to pay for food and i remember we were looking at one venue and it ended up being too small and too expensive anyway but i had my i had my heart set on this venue for even before I got engaged, I was like, oh my God, my dream venue. I can imagine myself, blah, blah, blah. And then when I got engaged, I inquired and dinner per person was almost $200. <gasps> oh. <laughs> and I was like, wait, 200 times 300 people. Nope. <laughs> That's not going to work out. Thank you. <laughs> it's yeah, definitely we... important to keep those costs in mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and we did the math for the quote from the caterer, and with all of the extra add-ons and all these random fees that they included, it would have added up to about $145 a person. That's expensive, yeah. Yep. That's, how many guests are you having? Um, the venue limits us to 130, which um, everyone is like, wow, that's so small, but I think that's a a good way for us to make sure we're keeping it kind of small so that we're not really going over our budget. Um, So we might have to do some hard decision-making with guests, but um, we're not getting married near my parents, so they're not really going to be able to invite their (laughs) friends, (laughs) so that'll help. So
0: what are you not spending money on as you plan your wedding and as you you look at your budget?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, too. So one of the first things that my fiancé and I decided not to spend money on was a DJ, actually. Um, we really love dancing. We love music, and we, one of the biggest exciting parts of the wedding. I think it's going to be the dancing part and making sure it's a fun party for everybody. Um, but I've always been really picky about DJs and the music they're playing and the things they're saying in between music. And I just think that it's an expense that I don't really want to worry about and then not be happy with it. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're actually going to rent us our own sound system and just make a playlist and have a friend be the person that make sure make sure that no one's um messing with the music (laughs) um and hope for the best on that um we're also we're not getting a wedding planner i know that that's that can be pretty expensive um we're not gonna get liquor for the wedding we're just gonna do wine and beer especially since we're at a vineyard so that is helpful um We're actually not doing save the dates. We're just going to send out an email to everybody directing them to the wedding website that has all the extra information. um, And then we'll send out formal invitations later. And let's see, um, we're not getting a wedding cake. We're actually going to (laughs) do, I've seen the cost of these wedding cakes and then they charge you extra to like cut the cake. So decided not to do that. And I never really eat the cake at weddings. I just kind of and I like cake, so I don't really know why I don't eat wedding cake, but um we're actually gonna do donuts from a local uh DC area donut shop. So I'm really excited ah, about that. That's so cool.
0: And yeah. those donuts are definitely by far cheaper, and those are really awesome ways to save money. Um so everything that you're not doing, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. How'd that go? <laughs> I had a wedding planner, um, and oh my god, she was amazing, but in retrospect, it was an expense worthwhile because there was no way I could have planned that wedding on my own. My husband was just like, just make it white. What kind of food <sighs> do you want? Rice. What, like He was not very helpful. <laughs> and I was working full time as a consultant. I was traveling all over the country. I was running my photography business. I was busy on the weekends. There's no way I could have... Um, dealt with it and the venue that we used we had to bring in everything and so that was an expense but it was worthwhile um, I did have a wedding cake my wedding cake cost $900 which is, wow. mm-hmm. I don't know, if that's ex- that's expensive, that's expensive and to me yeah (laughs) that is expensive no i but it was for 300 people and Mm -hmm. i ate a ton of the cake my husband did not taste the cake and he doesn't he doesn't even remember seeing the cake (laughs) 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 um um, we had a dj but it was a friend i'm trying to think of what other what else did we hmm. we had like the one thing that i regret spending a lot of money on and i i I spent a lot of money on it was, I think I was just caught up in the euphoria of being engaged and planning a wedding was my wedding invitations. They were letterpress. They were beautiful, but they were like, in retrospect, I was like, there's, I should just send an email. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> or I should honestly, just send like, an email, it, save the date. And it was, <laughs> it was expensive. And I ha- I still, I kept them, you know, because they were very beautiful. I kept the ones, I made extras to keep it. I have like a whole wedding box and stuff. I'm it like that. And That was that was like one regret, the the invitations.
1: Yeah. And and I think it's easy to get caught up in that. And we see pictures of them and we get invitations from our friends. And it's just that's kind of like how it is. And so, of course, that's what you're going to do. Um, I think ours will. Our actual invitations will also be letterpress. My fiance is a graphic designer, so he feels very strongly about those things. Um, but mm-hmm. hopefully, he, <laughs> hopefully he has connections and can get yeah. like a deal on something.
0: And then the other thing that we spent money on was liquor. But one thing that I found out was that we didn't have to buy liquor through our caterer, and our caterer had like a 300 percent markup. And Oof. so what we did was, I got married in Philadelphia, and we drove. To Delaware because the liquor stores there are much, much cheaper. Although it is illegal to cross state lines with That's a right. certain amount of alcohol <sighs> in your car. Thank God we didn't get <laughs> <laughs> But we bought, you know, our liquor there. It was so much like again, like I mentioned, my caterers mark was 300 percent So it was so much cheaper. We drove it over for the wedding and then we were allowed to return any unopened bottles. And Apparently, our three hundred people were not big drinkers. I don't drink alcohol. A lot of my friends though, and so we ended up returning almost half. Wow. Um, and getting that getting the money back. So, yeah, those are definitely ways to save save on invitations. There's and also when I got married, this was eight years ago. There were not a lot of places that were doing what I wanted at cheap prices. So there's tons of places now that you can get really awesome, affordable invite. There's like Tiny Prince, there's Shutterfly, there's, they weren't offering those services back then. I had to go to an actual invitation store that was all fancy schmancy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you can save on the invitation, save on the wedding cake. I've seen, you know, I, I was a wedding photographer for several years and I saw lots of creative, I never saw the donuts, but I saw the brownies, I saw the cupcakes and those end up costing cheaper. And I think ultimately, if you have fewer people at your wedding, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're just going to save a ton a ton of money and there was i remember like it was a battle that i just chose to let go because i remember during wedding planning and i'm going to ask you about this with your fiance me and my husband we had a couple really big fights and the big fights were around the guest list i'm like oh my god i cannot believe we're inviting 300 people like do you even know half of these people do you talk to them it was but it was family it was like parents friends and um it just it, it, the dynamics of family can get complex, and so that was one big thing. But I felt like if our guest list was cut off by half or three quarters, we <laughs> mm-hmm. would have saved so much money. So have you and your fiance? I mean, you just got engaged, so you're just in the process, and I hope you don't have any big conflicts. But well, have you guys got any gone to any disagreements around planning and your ideas versus his ideas for the wedding?
1: Hmm, Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, you're right Yeah, we're pretty early on. So I think we're not to the point of really fighting yet, but, um, I'm sure we'll get there. We do disagree on certain things. Um, but it has come up a little bit with, you know, do you have to invite that person or like, you don't really see those people anymore. Do you have to invite them? But, um, we haven't gone, like I have started the guest list right now, but, um, he hasn't really looked at it yet, so mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see what he thinks. Um, but yeah, my family is a lot bigger than his. So that is kind of an issue where it's just, there's an imbalance of who's inviting who and how many and all of that. So, um, hopefully we can figure that out without, um, hurting any potential guests' feelings. Um, the caterer quote that was really high, that didn't cause an argument cause we agreed, but it caused me to kind of freak out a little bit and wonder if we should even be doing this. Um, and last night I got an email from the florist of the venue and she was like, Oh, our guests, our guests typically spend 2000 to $4,000 on flowers. And I was like, what? No way. I'm not doing that. How do they expect people to do that? And he was like, well, I mean, that seems to make a little bit of sense about the cost. And I was like, what are you crazy? Like you, they're not even for you. Um, but I calmed down and realized like, I don't actually have to spend that much. They're just saying that that's what their yeah. people typically spend. I don't have to do that. Um, but, and, and we've had a little bit of, um, not, not fights, but a little bit of tension over, you know, what color the men's suits will be. Cause I want, my uh, bridesmaids to have a certain color dress, but then he wanted like his groomsmen to have that color, same color suit. And I was (laughs) like, well, not everyone. (laughs) Like we can't have everyone in the same color. So those are just little things, but, um, we tend to end up agreeing for the most part on most things. And there are certain things that I don't care about as much. And there are things that he uh, doesn't care about as much. And so kind of, I think we'll end up deferring like with the invitations, like I defer to him on what those look like and you know, how he gets them made. That's up to him. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, but we'll see. could <laughs> <Good> change. <laughs> so that's interesting because
0: I think I I picked pretty much everything except for the colors. So my husband was like, you know, I don't care what you do, but I don't want pink or purple or orange. Like he didn't want any of the feminine colors. I was like, you know what? It's just gonna be blue and gray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, I the florals were yellow, um, but I didn't really care because I I don't really have a favorite color per se. My one of my favorite colors is red, but I wasn't I didn't want red in my wedding. And then what else was? um yeah the decorations he was completely no help whatsoever (laughs) I was like do you you know what kind of flowers should we have he's like we don't need flowers I'm like what color should the tablecloths be just put white tablecloths I'm like what about the table where I just put white plates I'm like where do what do you think is happening are we having a (laughs) wedding at a diner which would have been cool too (laughs) (laughs) and cheaper I'm sure so white tablecloths with the white plates uh, you're good he's like yes (laughs) and I was like you know what you're no help (laughs) <laughs> so, okay. So, so you guys haven't had any big fights and hopefully you don't. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> so, we'll see. <laughs> but given the fact that you have been planning this for the last month and a half now, and you still have several months away, um, what advice would you give someone who is just starting out? So they're get they got engaged today and they're about to start getting into planning tomorrow.
1: Um, so I would say really start doing some research on how much things typically cost in your area. Um, I think looking at things that, if, you know, the average cost of things across the U.S. isn't super helpful. So looking at the general costs of um, wedding um expenses in the area that you're planning on getting married and maybe asking your friends and family how much they spent on certain things just so that you have a basic understanding of how much things usually cost because anything related to a wedding is automatically going to cost more than if you were doing it for like a birthday party or an anniversary party which is so unfair and it makes me really angry (laughs) But it's kind of the way it is if you want to do it in this kind of way, like if you want to do it within that industry um, and like traditional venues, those sorts of things, you can definitely find ways to do it cheaper if you don't want to have a like traditional looking wedding. But um I think because that that's what's been so tough for me is having been pretty unrealistic and unaware <laughs> of the costs cost, and yeah. what to expect. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I can spend uh, $10,000 on a wedding um, in the D.C. area. No, like that's if we want to feed people, that's just not, not going to happen. happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just being aware of that and then assessing your budget and what means, I mean, obviously your own budget and what you're capable of doing is Mm -hmm. the most important part. Um, but knowing like, oh, okay, we might have to get married at a park or something because it's like $300 for, to have the park to get married in uh, versus like a big venue. Um, so that you're giving yourself enough information to make the decisions you want to make and not absolutely panic.
0: Yeah. The research is really important. And, I'll tell you that after I got, I mean, I was a wedding photographer while I was getting married and then after for several years, and I got to see a lot of different types of weddings. Um, and I think there's some really big ways in which you can save money. And maybe this would be helpful for you too, Maggie. Like, you know, if you want to get florals, you don't have to hire a florist to come to your wedding to set it up. You can go to a farm or a floral um, like a floral shop and get your flowers and then have your friends, have your bridesmaids set them up, get cheap vases from the dollar store, use Pinterest for inspiration and just set up your florals based on the number of tables you have. And it'll be so much cheaper because again, the markup, like you said, everything with weddings costs so much money. Um, You know, your friends can help you decorate, you know, they can help you I, I had a wedding. I I had a wedding I photographed. At. It was such a beautiful wedding. It was on a farm with a barn and their dinner was barbecue. And it was one of the groomsmen who um, organized the whole barbecuing thing. And it was so much fun. The people loved the food. It was awesome. And it, it didn't cost them that much because they basically catered for themselves. And so your friends can help you in different ways. Um, my husband and I recently went to a wedding where, um, they wanted to have some kind of brisket at the reception, but the venue would not allow them. But they were able to set up set up a um, a spot, like maybe half a mile from the venue, but you have to pass it as you're driving in. And then their guests could stop. They kind of put it in the invitation really nice. It was almost like a pit stop on your way to the reception that you could stop and pick up something to eat. And the way the way they had it set up was really cool. So there's different ways to get creative. And I think one thing that people get sucked into, and I kind of got sucked into that with my wedding planner, was that, like you said, they'll tell you this is what the average person spends. You know, yep. the average <laughs> person spends a $100 per head. The average person buys a dress that costs X, Y, Z. You don't have to do that. That's just... The people in the wedding business are telling you the average of what they see doesn't mean that you have to follow those numbers. You have to do what works for you. Um, So... Yeah, that's, that's really good advice. Oh, so I want to ask you about your wedding dress. Did you find it yet? Or do you have a budget for it?
1: <laughs> what um, are you going to spend? <laughs> oh God. Um, so, so I want to spend no more than $500 on my wedding dress, but, um, we'll see about that. Um, I have friends who want to spend like $4,000 on their wedding dresses. Um, but, and again if that is what you really want to spend your money on, do it. Like, I don't feel any shame and, or I, you know, no shame if that's what you prioritize, but not me. Um, I had originally asked my mother to make my dress. She used to be a dressmaker and she made oh, my nice. prom dress. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Hey mom, like, do you want to make my wedding dress? Like that could be really special. And she initially agreed, but then later on she was like, Ugh you know, thought about it a little bit. And I think this would be too stressful and it would probably cause fights between us. And, you know, I would procrastinate and (laughs) be working on it the day before the wedding. And I was like, Oh, you're right. Let's not do that. (laughs) Um, so we're actually going to, I think, pick it out together. And it sounded like she wanted to pay for it. Um, I need to clarify that with her, but, um, that would be nice. Um, so I haven't actually seen it yet, but I'm getting married in November. So I want, a long sleeve dress, um, mm-hmm. and I also want it to be very comfortable so that I can—I don't feel constricted, and I can dance, and no one has to help me use the bathroom, and <laughs> all of that. Because um, I feel very strongly about being comfortable in my clothes in general, so I don't want that to be different on my wedding day. Um, so we'll see. I'm really hoping. That it can stay within a reasonable range. My sister um, got her dress at the Salvation Army. It had never been (laughs) used. Someone bought it and then donated it without, like, the tags were still on it. It was only $80. So um that was her experience. That probably won't happen with me, but um I'm open to that if I find anything beautiful at a thrift store.
0: <laughs> I think that's very sex in the city ish where she found her dress at a vintage store. I don't know right? if you watched that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if a lot
0: of brides are gonna be into that, but <laughs> I had I mean... <laughs> a <laughs> I had a fancy dress, but then I also found this I don't know where I found this book or these guidelines. And it was basically who pays for what. And I saw the groom pays for the bride's outfit. I was like, oh, my God. So I went to my husband and I'm like, oh, you're paying for my dress. You're paying for my shoes. You're paying for my accessories. (laughs) (laughs) But then for me, dress shopping was I didn't have an idea of a dress and I didn't have a dream dress. And so I bought the first dress I tried on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel it about that
0: me- now looking back at it? I loved it. I just oh, good. I mean, I looked at them on the rack. I was like, oh cute, cute. I like this one. I'm gonna try it on. It oh, fits. Oh my god. And then my mom didn't come with me. I went on my own. And I remember I brought her to look at the dress. And she's like, What do you mean by this dress? There are no sleeves. The top should be puffy. Puffy. I'm like, please, mom. Like like, <laughs> like puffy she's like in her mind, right? You know, my mom is like a seventies bride or you know, she got my ball. We've been married uh-huh. for 40 something years now, so I don't know. I'm, my math is wrong. But in her mind, she is the perfect wedding dress, even to this day, is the Princess Diana dress mm. with the puffy sleeves and the crown. <laughs> oh that's like so 80s yeah my mom is stuck in the 80s so she's like where are the the sleeves because i had a strapless dress she's like there's no puff there's no puff i don't like this dress i was like you know what mom this is not your wedding (laughs) so yeah that was my dress shopping experience it was very that was the easiest part of my wedding i went to the dress shop
1: i tried on a dress and i was like this is it thanks none of my That's friends saw it. <laughs> oh, really? That's a so No, funny. nobody you know, my, saw it. My maid of honor has already asked when and where I'm going dress shopping because she wants to come with me. And I was like, Oh, okay. I just, cause I also, I want a similar experience where it's very not stressful, just like one and done and like, don't have to worry about it anymore, but we'll see. And
0: the other thing that was helpful for me was when it came to like I had bridesmaids I had four bridesmaids and I was like guys here is I got a swatch from where I got my dress of different color dresses so I got a blue swatch and I was like here is a swatch you guys go find your dresses so mm-hmm. they found their dresses and two of them wore one dress and two of them wore one dress and I was fine with it
1: <laughs> yeah I really like that and when I've been a bridesmaid my favorite has been when they're like, Hey, just this color, get whatever dress you want. Well, obviously within reason, like show me the dress you choose first. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> like as long as it fits in the color scheme, get whatever you you feel comfortable in. And so that's what I'm going to do too. I'm going to, just show the bridesmaids and the bridesmaids are like two, my two sisters, one of my cousins and my best friend from college. So I'm not oh. very worried about that um, interaction, but um, yeah, I'm just going to give, tell them the color that they need to work with and let them choose the style and, you know, whatever they feel most beautiful in it. I, that's what I want. Like I want them to be comfortable <laughs> and feel good instead of just having it, you know, all match perfectly. Cause that's just not something that I'm, very interested
0: in. So let me ask you this, Maggie, as a financial educator, as a money coach, as someone who, you know, you work on empowering women about their finances. A lot of people listening in my tribe, in your tribe are planning weddings, right? They're in the process. They're about to start the process and it can be difficult to deal with family, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, funds, budgeting, sticking to your budget, not getting overwhelmed with what you're seeing because, when you get engaged, you kind of get sucked into this world of the wedding magazines and the wedding websites and the wedding TV shows. And, um, what's that, what's that, there's this show I used to watch all the time when I was engaged. It was say
1: yes to the dress, say yes to the dress at client mm-hmm.
0: you know, and it's like, you get kind of sucked into this whole blizzard of wedding planning for a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people. And it's easy to make decisions, um, decisions that are not planned out, that are not fully thought out because you're in the moment, like me and my invitations, right? I was like, oh my God, they're so beautiful. I want them. I don't care. (laughs) So what would you, you know, what would you tell someone about having to manage that, especially now that you are in the phase where you are now managing that, like sticking to your budget and staying grounded and planning a beautiful wedding, but being reasonable,
1: yeah. So I think it would be similar to what I tell my clients and sticking to like their daily budget is really checking in with yourself and remembering what your own values are and what brings you joy, what aligns with how you want your life to be. Um, if you feel yourself, I mean, it's going to be really easy to get carried away with the wedding industry and, and the planning and all of that. Um, it's kind of designed that way. Um, but just, Reminding yourself to check in like, okay, what it means the most to me? Is this really what I want to be spending my money or just time or energy and anxiety on? Um, something that I think will be really helpful for me is there's this, it's a website and a book and a planner. It's called a practical wedding mm-hmm. and, um, the book and the planner, it really t- shows you how to tap into what you're envisioning and why, and what means the most to you. And not just you as like the bride, but also you and your partner, whoever you're marrying, like together as a couple, how do you want this to be? And you know, how can you get there? And if paying $4,000 for flowers is just going to make you fight or not have enough money for this other thing that you care about more then maybe reassess that. So just checking back in with yourself and maybe having like a written plan of how you want your wedding to feel, how you want it to be, how you want to feel afterwards. Um, and just revisiting that, especially when you're in moments of stress, um, I think will be really helpful. And that's, I'm saying that also for myself um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to remind myself to check in on that so that it's not as stressful. And this is supposed to be like a fun thing that you're doing instead of very upsetting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I think the experience matters and being happy. I mean, you're not going to get everything you you may not be able to afford everything you want for your wedding, but it can still be a beautiful wedding. And the people you have around you, the feelings you're feeling are really important. And, you know, I when I when I went out to that lunch with my husband a few months after we got married and we thought about it, we're like, you know what, we should have just eloped, but we knew we couldn't have done it. But our wedding was so beautiful. And one of the things that I got caught up in after the wedding was um so we paid for our entire wedding in cash and it was a very expensive wedding. Um but I almost feel like this was seven plus years ago, um, there was no way around it because, you know, our families wanted what they wanted and in our own way, we wanted what we wanted, and it was a lot of money that we spent. We had a very expensive wedding, and my parents were a hundred percent fine with it. They're like, "You're our only daughter. You're the last born." My dad was like, "I've planned for this since the day you were born," mm-hmm. you know. But I carried after the wedding. I just I got into a whole funk with, and my mom had to like sit me down and give me a serious talking to because I was like, "Oh my god." All this money we spent, I could have done this, 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 this. I just kept all the ca- all the cash in my bank account and done. I was like making lists of all the things I could have spent. But I loved the wedding though. And I loved mm-hmm. um, the people that our, I had around me. We, we loved having our family there in this Despite the fact that it was 300 people, we loved having those people there. Like, I look at my pictures, I look at the video, and I'm just so happy about the day. But for some reason, i just like, oh my God, I can't believe we spent that much. My mom had to sit me down, and she's like, first of all, understand that this was an all-cash wedding. And number Uh two, understand that money is not everything. And sometimes when you're working with your finances and you're setting goals and you're planning things out it's easy to get caught up in the money, money, money aspect of things Mm -hmm. (laughs) and forget that there's more to life than money. And so I I needed that talking to, I needed to get out of the funk and I don't have any regrets about our wedding except for my invitations. (laughs) (laughs) Except like, that's the one thing as beautiful as they are. That's the one thing I'm like, I regret paying for you, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but everything else, you know, I was happy. And I would also say that as you plan your wedding think about your goals you know it's one day it is one day um and you have a whole marriage ahead of you right you have a life to live you you may want to have a family you may want to buy a house you may want to move to a different state or a different country those are all things that are going to cost money so you want to put that in perspective so we didn't do a big honeymoon partially because we were spending so much on the wedding and that was something that was okay um but we only went away for a few days we in my mind, I had planned a big, exotic, fancy honeymoon of different locations. But like, you know what? Let's just make this simple. And we were also moving to New York City right after we got married. So those are things that we kind of had to um, build into our our plan, too. And so it's important to keep your longer term goals in mind. Um, you don't want to... A lot of people do it. You don't want to plan a wedding in debt. I'm just... You know, it, that's... Yeah, it's starting off your marriage in debt is not a good idea, especially if you already have existing debt that you're trying to deal with. So that's just my take on it. And I think that in my case, if our parents were not helping and they were not so involved, then we would have had the wedding we wanted. Um, I guess the elopement we had imagined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we would have we would have paid for it within our own means, but because our parents were so involved, we you know, we we kind of. Compromised and end up being really nice.
1: That's good, and like you were saying, like you you ended up being really happy with how it turned out, and that's really what matters, you know. But um, I also agree about the debt part. Like if you go into debt just for your wedding, the, you're just really setting yourself up um, in a bad place to start your marriage, you know, because thinking about, you know, what your future goals are, like, do you want to have children? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want to move? Do you want to travel? Like, whatever it is, if you're then weighed down by this debt that you got into for the, you know, the one day, that yeah. could cause some resentment and some trouble. And so I feel a bit pretty strongly about that too. And I think there are some statistics about the healthiness of a marriage after, spending a certain amount on a wedding or going into a certain amount of debt after a wedding. Um, I don't have the numbers on hand, but I know that there is a link there. Um, and so, um, I also really liked what you were saying about, um, you know, how your mom had to sit you down because you were really bummed out about how much you spent after the fact. And mm-hmm. I, I, I can definitely empathize with you on that. I'm already thinking, like, we're going to go way over the budget that I had envisioned. But, you know, we want a wedding. We want this venue. We want a party. We want it that way. We don't want to go elope or do something different that would be cheaper. So. I'm getting like stuck on the, it's the principle of the matter. I only wanted to spend this much. I don't want to spend what the average person spends on a wedding. I want to spend less. I'm a financial coach. Um, But if I have the money, if we have the money, Mm because we have a big chunk of the money already, and then we have over a year to continue to save if we have to. And so it'll, and you know, besides this mortgage we just took on, we don't have any other debt. So Mm -hmm we're really in a good position. So I think you were right about, you know, putting it into perspective and just moving forward and being positive about it. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: this is me talking in retrospect, you know, Mm -hmm. I was, it was the same Bola that was in the, in the pre in the wedding planning phase. I was planning all that stuff. I was with my wedding planner. I was like, yeah, I want that. That's cool. Yeah. Look Mm -hmm. at that. So it's, (laughs) so sometimes you have to kind of experience something (laughs) Yeah. And then like, okay, in retrospect, I would not have done this, I would have done that. Um, the other thing that I don't regret, but I'm just like so-so about it, was a videographer. So for our traditional wedding, my parents got a videographer and my mom watches the video. Every time she gets a chance and it's eight years later, so I guess it was a good investment for her. Uh-huh. Um, but for me, I've never watched that video. And I always tell myself, one day I will, one day I will. But I've just never, <laughs> never sat down to put it into the DVD player. It's like it's like four years. D- Four DVDs long. We have never sat down to watch it. For my white wedding, I did get a videographer, but I got got someone to do highlights. He was just there for a few hours, and he made a 30-minute video that I love, and I've watched that several times. But I'm so-so about it. You know, it's not an Mm -hmm. expense you need to have. It's nice to have, you know, um, but it's not um, necessary. I think pictures are more important than video, because lots of people don't... I don't know. This is just me. I don't think a lot of people sit down and watch old videos as often as they would sit down and look at pictures. That's what I think. I don't know. I may be wrong. So if you're trying to, if you're on a fixed budget and you're trying to determine um, video or photography, I would go photography. Um, And then the other thing I was going to say was, you know, I had help from my parents. We had help from from our parents to pay for our wedding, but we also put in our own money. And if we didn't have help from our parents, then the dynamics of how we planned our wedding would have been very, very different. And, We had things that we were working towards after the wedding. And so we would have had to have cut down the cost majorly. And the biggest expense for us was catering and just the number of guests that we had. Like if we had 100 people or 150 people, I think I would have been okay with how much that we spent. But it was just all those people. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) And I think that's just who I am by nature. Because I remember when we first um, bought our house together, my husband and I, and we put down a big down payment. We put down 20%. And I remember after we, after we had put it down, I was like, oh my God, I could have used that money for this and this. And then-
1: I'm having the same <laughs> reaction, to be honest with you. He's like, like, what's the your problem? <laughs> yeah.
0: You just bought a house. Aren't you happy? I was like, you know, I could have used that for this and this. Did we have to put 20% down? They told us we could only do 10. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: I guess that's why we're in the field we are. <laughs> so, you know, yeah,
0: I, I kind of have to... going back to what my mom told me and that conversation, you know, I kind of make it sound light, but it was a big, like, I was in i wasn't in a good place i was like oh my god i spent all this money i remember i was i was on the bus on my way to work because i used to ride the bus to work i'm just like you need to calm down do you know how many blessings you have do you know how happy we were to be there to do this for you to help you do this like she gave me all these reasons and i had to like put myself in check and i have to do that when it comes to money money is not everything money is not everything and i teach people about financial wellness and you know be mindful of your spending and being responsible and you know getting out of debt but at the end of the day you also have to think about the other things that matter in your life too Mm -hmm. money is not everything so that's something i always remind myself money's not everything it's important and you want to manage it well but at the same time um there's other things you have to have a balance
1: yeah no i agree that's really great advice
0: Okay, so Maggie, this has been so awesome. You know, weddings <laughs> Weddings are one of my favorite things, even though it doesn't seem like it. But like I mentioned, I did wedding photography for a long time and I got to see a bunch of different weddings. I got to see really ridiculously expensive weddings. I once rode in a horse and carriage with a bride and was decorated in some wow. fancy kind of fanciness. I know it cost at least a couple grand for that 25-minute ride. Um, and I've, I've done like really, really simple weddings that just... You know, they didn't have a lot going on, but just the people they had around them, just all the love made it beautiful. So your wedding, you know, before you think about what it's going to look like, think about how you want to feel like you want to feel happy. You don't want to look across the room and be mad because you're fighting with your mom. You're fighting with your dad. You're fighting with your in-laws about money. You want to look across and be like, oh, my God, these people are here for me. This is a great experience. We're getting into a wonderful marriage. That's how you want to feel. So some things you can compromise on. I definitely think that. Yeah, I agree. So, Maggie, I'm going to ask you, what is your Clever Girl superpower?
1: (laughs) That's such a good question. I love it. Um, I think I'd have to say... First of all, being able to talk about money very openly and feel very comfortable with that. And then also, I think, and you know, I've gotten this feedback from people before that actually my superpower, they specifically use that word, is um, clarity in explanation. So being able to sit down and explain financial topics to um, other people in a way that they can grasp and is approachable to them. So I'd have to go with that.
0: Oh, I love that. <laughs> and I know that you mentioned that the practical wedding, the book, right? and the website is mm-hmm. one of the resources resources you're using. what What other resources um, do you think folks are listening would find helpful that you're using to plan your wedding? And it could be
1: anything you're doing, like Excel spreadsheets, like an app, mm-hmm. uh, another website. Yeah. So I'm using Zola for, um, it used to just be uh, a wedding registry and now it's expanded to include like a full checklist that they fill in that. It also tells you like how far ahead of your wedding you should do this and that you should do that. And you can kind of check it off as you go. It also has a, um, a guest list on there that you can input their email and their physical address and all of that so that they can RSVP directly online through that. Mm -hmm. And then the registry actually connects to the guest list, too, so that you can see who bought what for you to make it easier for you to send thank you notes. Um, And so I have found that resource really, really useful. Um, And it looks really pretty, too. Um, And then I also have just my own spreadsheet, too, where I'm trying Mm -hmm. to map out you know, the colors and what's involved and how much we've already spent and those sorts of things just to really keep track of everything.
0: Yeah. When I got married, there was none of that. I just had a spreadsheet. (laughs) And this year, actually, I went to a business conference and I heard the founder of Zola speak. Oh, great. And I was like, oh, my God, where was this thing when I was planning my wedding? All I had was a spreadsheet and, like, you know, a list that my wedding planner had given to me to manage, like, my budget and stuff. But Zola is incredible. I saw, like, a preview of it. I'm like, oh, my God, I want to go get married again just to use it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. It really makes it. Oh, and yeah. they also have. They partner with another company that I can't remember the name of that will um, book blocks of rooms for you at the hotels near your venue so that you don't have to worry about calling them yourself.
0: Oh, yeah. I had to make that call. Times yeah. have changed. You're, yeah. This is a good year to get married. 2017, I know.
1: 2018. <laughs> yeah. It takes the, <laughs> take some of the pressure off and you don't have to spend as much. So that's great.
0: Maybe by the time my daughter gets married, there'll just be an app where I can push a button enter my budget and it'll plan it all for me.
1: (laughs) I hope so. plan it all for her.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Maggie. This has been an awesome conversation. I really enjoyed talking weddings with you. Um, It brought back lots of memories. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. And I wish you every success as you plan. I wish you success staying within your budget. And I know you will. (laughs) And I wish you a wonderful marriage because, you know, being married is a beautiful thing and, you know, it's, it's a great experience. So um, how can folks keep
1: up with you if they want to learn more about you, join your tribe, see what you're about? Yeah. So um, my website is maggiegermano.com. And then I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Maggie Germano and um I also have a Facebook group called Money Circle that's uh the space for my tribe to gather it's um for women to get together and talk about money and support each other and so that's on Facebook at money circle group mm-hmm. and um and then my Facebook page for my business is um, Maggie Germano coaching so I think that's that's pretty much where you can find me and I you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter on my website as well
0: Awesome. And I'm going to include um, the links to your site, your social media, your Facebook in the show notes. And I'll also be including the links to um, Zola and the Practical Wedding Book um, and site that you had mentioned for folks who are listening. So thank you so much for being being here, Maggie. I appreciate your time and I appreciate this conversation.
1: Great. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I hope it was helpful to other people who are stressed about their own wedding planning.
0: (laughs) Yes, definitely. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Maggie. I had a lot of fun thinking back, reminiscing on planning my own wedding. And I do hope that if you are planning a wedding or will be planning a wedding soon, that this episode has been helpful. And if you have loved what you have listened to, please subscribe. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and you can also listen to episodes on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back again with a new episode real soon.